Welcome to Show Up and Surrender. This is a podcast about life, the good, the bad, and everything that can happen in between. From those big life-changing events to something from your day-to-day routine. My name is Biddy. I'm a yoga teacher and I live in the Netherlands. I'm very excited to share the conversations that I have with you. How do you show up and surrender for yourself? Showing up by giving yourself what you need and surrendering to the current moment instead of always striving to be better or looking towards the future, I invite you to every now and then be in the here and now with me for just a moment. I hope this podcast will feel like you are sitting next to me at my kitchen table with your drink of choice, having a good conversation. Enjoy. Okay, welcome everyone. Hello. I'm back with Ellie, which is always a pleasure. And Mm -hmm. we're also joined by Pygmy, her cat. So if you hear some, I don't know, whooshing of wind, that's her tail (laughs) going back and forth in front of the microphone or maybe her purring. Um, And you had a topic that you really wanted to talk about. So I'm just going to hand it over to you. Okay. Yeah, sounds great. Um, today we want to talk about quiet. Um, so it's actually, it's, it's a thing. It's not just the word quiet, um, (laughs) quiet, the full, the full name of it would be, so it's a book by Susan Cain, quiet, the power of introverts in a world that can't stop talking. Yes. So it's a book that Biddy is reading at the moment. In, I finished it. Oh, you finished it. Yeah. All right. You, you were listening. You were listening to it first. Yes. And the audiobook is great. It's, it was actually the first audiobook that I listened to, that I ever listened to. Oh, that's to. a good one to it's have a, as your first. I know. I know. I have, the bar is really high between this one and Stephen Fry for Harry Potter. I have. Yeah. yeah really, everything really, else just kind of makes no sense. Yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Quiet by Susan Cain. Um, that book really changed my life in so many ways. And now that Vedi is done reading it, I really want to hear yeah, your thoughts on it and the realizations that you might have had while you were reading or the things that really stuck with you. Obviously, I read it quite a long time ago now, um, mm-hmm. I think 2017, so five years ago, Um so I hope my memory will, well, you, it will be a good jog for my memory, I guess. Yeah. Let's send the book. But yeah. It was, it was funny because I'm, I'm going to take it a little bit farther back because you introduced me to Ines and the Nourishing Circle, mm-hmm. which by now everyone in a podcast I think knows. And otherwise <laughs> I'll put the link to the podcast that I recorded with Ines in the yeah. description as well. And in the Nourishing Circle, you're asked when you enter to um, give a short description, I think it is, about yourself. And I introduced myself there as a socialized introvert, Mm -hmm. which is the first time I called myself that. But it was actually a very conscious choice to put it like that, because I think it was around that time that I started noticing that I was getting tired of constantly being in communication with people. Mm. And... I used to have jobs that required some alone time, some focused still time. And that was my office jobs and stuff like that, you know, where I was sitting with my Excel sheets and stuff (laughs) like that, which doesn't sound enticing at all to me anymore, but it was nice and quiet. Mm. But now I am a teacher. So part of my job is talking. Part of my job is listening. 
And all of my job basically is one way or another about communication because mm-hmm. I'm constantly reading the energy. So it's a very um, extrovert job in, yeah. in the way I practice it, at least. And I can do extroverted things. I'm, I'm actually, I had a lot of practice. I'm getting better and better at them. And I've always had this um, idea that even though I could do it quite well, I'm not afraid to step in front of people and start speaking. I have no issues with that. But more and more, doing more body work, I started noticing that, yes, I can do that without any hesitation, but I'm so tired afterwards. Mm-hmm. So obviously something is happening. So yeah. I, then I started noticing, okay, so when do I feel most myself? That's when I'm gaming because that's what I do. <laughs> or when I play the guitar like we talked about in the other episode. So it's these solitary things that give me energy as well. I also get energized from teaching, but that's different. So yeah. it's a different type of energy. I think so that, yeah, can I interrupt you just for one second? I think of one of the th- first things that you learn about in the difference between being an introvert and extrovert in Susan, Susan Cain's book is that it's not that introverts or extroverts are different uh, socially different obviously we are but n- it might not be because of that difference it might be because exactly. of other things in our lives that make us very sociable people or not sociable people true but being introverted means that you get drained eventually by social interaction whereas when you're an extrovert like Ines for example mm-hmm. you get your energy from people you you become miserable when you're on your own where yes. whereas introverts desperately need the time alone they like we cannot function without alone Absolutely. time right yes. so I, I exactly. wanted to make that distinction because some the, that's one of the most common mis- misconceptions that people have that introverts are not social very and I remember, true. Yeah. I remember getting a lot of people telling me the first time I talked about in, being an introvert on Instagram and I was recording a lot of videos at the time and everyone was telling me, how can you be an introvert if you're recording videos on Instagram? I was like, it doesn't have anything to do with to this. Do with no. <laughs> you don't have to be shy, you know, being introverted is not the same as being shy, even though there might be overlap. But um, yeah, no, very true. Yeah, it's good to point that out. Um, so more and more becoming aware of that, I started noticing that, oh, probably I'm way more introverted than I always thought Mm because it was not something that I was very consciously thinking about uh, back then. But then I introduced myself in the nourishing circle as a socialized introvert. (laughs) And I had a coaching call with Ines, I think a month ago, maybe a little bit more than a month ago. And we were talking about, she said, do you have a subject that you want to tackle? And I said, actually... I would like to brainstorm a little bit with you because I've been so tired. And there are many, many reasons why I could be tired. But I'm hoping that maybe if we talk about it for a a little bit, I can find some clarity in if there's anything that I could be doing to feel less tired. Um, And quite fast, because, you know, it was hot. I'm super busy. I have so many different projects going on at the moment. And... There's always work that I could be doing, which means that usually I am working. Hmm. Uh, so those two things alone are enough to be tired. Then I'm uh, like starting menopause. It's summer <laughs> and it's hot. Yes. It, you know, there's tons of reasons to be tired. But what we 
quite soon figured out is the reason that I was probably most exhausted is because I was missing alone time. Mm. That's such a good realization, I think. Yeah, because it's actually something you can do something with as well, yeah. right? Because hopefully, if that is what you need, that is something that you can create space for. Yeah. And I think coming out of COVID is the main reason that, you know, oh, yes. that happened because I have a wonderful, amazing partner who works in the attic still almost every day. <laughs> Not today. He's Today he's at the office. And the thing is that it doesn't matter that he doesn't care if I'm social or not when we're working, when he's at home, if I don't feel like talking, he doesn't have a problem with that. That doesn't stop me from feeling like I should be social and I should be talking, even though I know that he doesn't need that because he knows that I need my quiet time. I will still feel obliged to communicate, whether it's with um, making him a cup of coffee or <laughs> I don't know. You know, there's always some form of interaction, but as long as there's interaction with someone else, it's not me time. It's yeah. not me replenishing whatever it is that I need. Yeah, that's such a great point. Sorry, um, that it's social interaction and not just necessarily talking with words. Exactly. That it's it really the interaction that is yes. draining. I can completely relate to that. Oh, that's such yeah. a good point that you're making. Yeah. And I think that combined with just the fact that there's so much work, I really did not get much alone time. So Inez gave me an idea and I wrote it down really. I, I, was, I had a Word document open, so it was like one page filled with the words, replenish my introvert. That was going mm -hmm. to be my goal. And then she said... By the way, there's this book that you might want to read. Actually, Ellie, Ellie recommended, recommended it, it to me. <laughs> <laughs> so I got the book. It's quiet. And I, I got the audio version because, well, you know that. And I think most people here know that by now that I love listening to my books. Mm. Um, I started listening and right away I was like, oh, okay. Oh, that's why. Oh, okay. <laughs> that makes sense. Oh, I see. Like that yeah. was all throughout the book from the yes. very first chapter. I noticed myself nodding. I noticed myself mm. smiling with recognition. And very early in the book, she does this little test, right? And you yes. say yes or no to uh, certain uh, sentences. And then the more yeses you gave in that test, the more introverted you would be. She also mentioned the Myers-Briggs personality test. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I took one a long time ago. I'm going to take one again. So I paused the book, hopped online. I'll put the link in the description because I found this really great free test. 16 it's, personalities? Yes. That's yeah, it's so one. good. I love it. It's so visual. I love oh, it. I, it's perfect. Yeah. I love it so much. I loved it so much that I actually ended up buying like the big report because oh, I wanted really? to learn more. Nice. It was really, really good. So I did that. That definitely also showed that I'm an introverted person, mm -hmm. uh, but also assertive, which is a very interesting combination because I think in my case, it also means that I exhaust myself sometimes. Mm. What, what's your... What's your... I'm an, okay, let me just look it up because I keep messing it up, but I am an advocate. You're the and same. I'm between advocate and meditator. Like a few, a few years ago, I took it 
um, which is INF. I don't remember. It's the J that changes. Yeah. And then I'm an A, so assertive. Yeah. What's and the other? Versus turbulent. Yeah. Also A. Yeah. I think I'm A as well. So I, you and I are apparently yeah, the rarest of personalities. Yes. But I wonder because I have so many friends who are INFJ. I wonder, I, if it's I wonder if it's because I'm an INFJ and so obviously I get along with people who kind of, you know, experience the world the same way that I do. Um, but it's, yeah, I always hear, oh, it's the rarest personality. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Don't know. I like it though, because it was also a lot of recognition. But then of course, Joost was like, oh, you know what? I'll do mine again as well. Because he took it way back when as well. And both of ours changed. And then of course for him, it turned, it came out that he's an more extroverted person not very ex not, not in the extreme but compared to me yes mm -hmm. very much more extroverted i was gonna say it's so interesting because on the surface i would say he's more introverted like if you t if you look at the scale from what society says that introverts and extroverts are because you're very outgoing and blah 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 all of the traits that we t typically associate with extroverts But actually, it's not that simple. It's about energy levels. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Because Joost loves to go out and be with groups of friends. And don't get me wrong, I like being with friends as well. But I prefer them in a more intimate setting. I mm -hmm. prefer the one-on-one -on -one or the one-on-two. One-on-three I can do as well. But that already is a little bit more exhausting to me. Yeah. Like, I thrive when I get to spend time with just one person because then I can focus all my energy on that person. And I love that. That energizes me. When I am with a group of friends, I love it and it drains me. Yeah. I need, like, a day of rest. I'm that yeah. person who, oh, yeah. like, yeah, you know, I'll, oh, I'm going out on Monday. Let's take Tuesday off. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, oh, my God. I feel the same, especially if I don't know the people. If I know the people, it's different. But yes, yeah, and, if, and it, it depends on the setting as well. For me, if you go to a setting like a restaurant that's just, that is super loud and after a long work day, like, oh, it's the nightmare for me. Oh, but if it's in the right setting. I feel setting, you. Yes, yeah, absolutely the same. Yeah. So that just that was just at the beginning of the book. So I took the test. And I wrote I read that a little bit. I'm like, oh, I recognize so much mm -hmm. of myself, both in the book and in that. And then I was reading the book um, partially on vacation. And my vacation this year was, it was many things. It was very short for one. It was one week. It got interrupted because we had a funeral service to go to, mm -hmm. which was very sad. And then it was also uh, a shared vacation with one of my very best friends who I hadn't seen in a long time, but we had this very small house and she has a toddler now, which of course changes the energy as yeah. well. And, oh man, I'm in love with her daughter, but mm -hmm. it's such a different um, pace during the day. Like, of course, when you have a child that determines when you do what, when you eat, when you go out and stuff like that. And f what I noticed as well is that for me, I need my alone time, right? So I knew that, but I also kind of need to be able to create my own rhythm. Yeah. And that's very interesting. So what, what ended up happening, because I also had an injury that uh, meant that I couldn't bike or take long walks like we were planning to do, it, it turned out really well because what we ended up doing is that they would go on a bike ride 
And I would stay back at the house, put on my audiobook, and I would lay down in the grass, stare up at the trees as I listened to my book. So I got my little bits of introverted time there, which energized me while listening to this amazing book. Mm -hmm. And then I would find that I would have energy again to fully enjoy being there with my friends. And I think had I tried to do this a couple of years ago, I would not have been aware of that that was what I needed. And now to have that awareness, to have learned so much about um, both the signals that my body gives, but also simply having the knowledge that this is how I work, how my brain and my body function, I was able to give myself what I needed to enjoy myself to the fullest and also be present with the people that I wanted to be with. Yeah. And And I think that book was the perfect book to be reading at the time as well. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Because, and that's the thing about understanding who you are at the end of the day is you're able to create an environment or several in in different moments that will give you the energy that you need to when, when you go out into the world where if it's, where's, no, where's, weather, weather, it's with, Mm -hmm. I had a bug there, Um, whether it's with people or for work or whatever it is, then you have the energy to be present And that's something that is such an important piece for me when I was reading the book as well to understand, oh, this is what I need to actually be a good person when I'm around people and not be angry or annoyed or just not listen to people. And that's just so empowering. And I don't know. And I agree with you that it sounds like it was a really great time for you to be listening to the book because then you were exactly every, it was kind of. Um, life affirming in a way for you I'm yes. guessing that would yeah, be it the was way. validating validating what I was yes. doing in the Ex- moment that I was doing it exactly which was like perfect timing yeah. for for all of it actually because yeah. I you know I found an, out another interesting thing because of it because I rested my ankle so much more because of that that mm. my ankle healed so much faster than it usually would have because I've had injuries before and it always took so many weeks and now I'm off crutches I'm not wearing my brace anymore and I'm I'm slowly getting to the point where I can move around pain-free again also because not only did I nourish my introvert itself I actually also nourished my body through Mm -hmm. that same action yeah which is two in one extra win exactly it was just this beautiful bonus yeah But yeah, what I loved about it, among many other things, is that for one, the language, the way she describes things, it's so inviting and simple. Yes, it is. And yet so dense and interesting and nerdy at the same time. And that combination of the storytelling is. Yeah. Yes, the storytelling, I think, is very, very good. She writes really well, really beautifully, I think. And yeah. Yeah, and that really and helps. She packs so much yes. information into yeah. a beautiful yeah. story. Yeah, but it's it's a masterpiece. This book, it's honestly, um, yeah, so well written. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the stories I remember, especially uh, the story about the um, uh, university teacher. I don't remember yes. his name. The one who takes the walks along the river. Who takes the walks and who go to goes to the bathroom stalls? I think yeah, stall between. number eight. Yeah, I don't see. I need to read yeah. the book again because I I forgot that. 
those details. But I thought about you and I didn't want to spoil you this story, but I, because obviously you're a teacher and you spent a lot of time in front of people yes. and, um, and yeah, so I thought you might like the story as well. Just the, I loved, I loved it. Yes. Mm. Also, because <laughs> I loved also that she said, but it was like this offhand comment that actually, by the way, hiding in a bathroom stall is a very common thing among introverts. And mm -hmm. I've done that. I've definitely done that. Not because I was scared or I didn't want to see other people, but just because I needed a moment of silence. So I will just stand in a bathroom stall and just give myself, I don't know, a couple of moments where I just sit there and enjoy oh, the, the stillness in the stall. That's so good. You know, I've never thought of doing that. Yeah, it's also, it's not always nice because bathrooms are no, exactly the nicest place to be. Yes. But if it's, if, you know, if it's calm yeah. and clean, then that is something that I've done. Yeah. Because I think especially when you're a teacher, you are doing your best to be approachable because you mm -hmm. want people to be able to come with you without hesitation. But Some probably don't, but that okay. is a high value on I your teach. list. Yes. <laughs> let's, let's put it that yes. way. And the, the, the setting that I try to create during, yeah. during classes is I want to be approachable to people because when I practice something, I usually end up with questions and it's nice to be able to maybe help people a little bit if they have some. But then for me, uh, always, not always, but often struggling with boundaries, I have a hard time shutting it off, you know, having this moment where I'm like, okay, so that was that part. Now I'm just me again. I'm not the teacher and I need to move inward, crawl a little bit inside my bubble to re-energize, to rest and to find my silence. And I think that's why I find the traveling that I do for my in-person classes so incredibly hard. Yeah. It's draining yes. because then you come out of class and that's when I really want the silence. But that's where I step into a super busy tram and there's people and there's scents and there's talking and yes. there's movement. And then I, I try to soothe, right? I bring my music. I put on my headphones. Sometimes I listen to an audio book. And even though that helps, it's still exhausting. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I like um, either teaching close to home, <laughs> which is a luxury I don't really have at the moment, or doing the online things. Because, yes. you know, I will stay for a chat. Yesterday in our online class, we stayed for 40 minutes after class, just oh, drinking nice. tea and talking. Yes. It was super nice. And then I turned it off and it was quiet. Yes. And I just sat in my studio yes. for a little bit. Just, you know, um, going through a journal, taking a few notes. Yeah. And, and see... Perfect. Sorry, yes. No, I was going to say, and see, that's amazing because in that you have this awareness that this is who you are and how you teach as well, because there are students who also don't like to go to studios, like this person here, like I'm you, pointing at myself. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, because for me, it's the same reasons why I don't like to go to studios, because I don't have control over my environment. If I don't want to play the music, if I don't like the music, if um, it smells like lavender, but way too much, or if the mat is sticky in a way, like it, all these senses that introverts tend to be more sensitive to because yeah. of the nervous system and because of the amygdala, which is, that was one of my favorite chapters also in the book um the way that introverts just are sensitive to the world and in a different way yes. um 
That is why we also need the teachers like you who provide the space that is online and where you are so flexible with everyone controlling their own environments and deciding for yeah. themselves. And I love, and naturally you are someone who also encourages people to do whatever they want to do and feel like doing and everything, but it's definitely, I find it easier to listen to you when I'm in my own home versus, yes, of you know, course. when you, when you're someone and where you're somewhere where the person, the other person in class are right next to you, it's mm -hmm. already, Because you're more aware of them. Like we yeah. said before, you don't communicate necessarily with words, but yeah. what you do will be felt by the person yes. next to you. Yeah. Or maybe maybe not if they're not someone who pays attention to that, but what yeah. you might be sensitive to that. Exactly, um, yes. And, yeah, and that's true. the... Yeah, very true. Yeah. Yeah, as I said, for me, I don't know what you thought about that chapter, but the chapter about, yeah, explaining, where she explains the, the amygdala and that just introverts tend, tend to have a more sensitive amygdala, which is how we yes. register kind of the world. So sounds, smells, what we see, like everything that yeah. you can, or touch as well. Um, we can be, I think that's why we can be very specific about, I don't know, setting like a yoga class. Where you're like, oh, Very I don't want, to, I don't want yeah. music right now because it's too much because I have too much on my brain. Or I actually want music because because um, I need I'd, it to soothe. Mm -hmm, yeah, exactly. exactly. So, but I also really liked, and I thought that was so fun. There were so many things that I liked, but one of the chapters that was it made so much sense when she explained it. But in the beginning, I was like, what? When they did the test with, I think were they toddlers? In, Young oh, the children, babies, yes, the babies. yeah. Where it turned out that the babies who um, had the biggest reactions to things, the ones that screamed and cried and were very um, e expressive, mm -hmm. turned out to be the introverts. Which yes. makes so much sense when you realize that because everything comes in, all their senses are so open to everything. Everything comes in twice three times four times harder yeah. than to the kids who are a little less sensitive to their yeah. surroundings but that was such an interesting thing to realize like yes of course if you are a baby you are going to scream and kick and move around because you don't know how to get rid of all that energy that you're mm -hmm. getting in yeah i thought that was very interesting yeah Yeah, and the, uh, the babies who grew up to become, to be extrovert, more extroverted, they were like... The quiet babies. Yeah, completely. I'm doing peace signs with my yeah. fingers right now, but just like so grounded and like, yeah, no care in the world. Like, yeah, whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Exactly. But it's so interesting. I spent some time yesterday with a friend, um, a friend's daughter and another like, her, um, friend from school. So, and they're two very different kids, you can tell, and... Because she's she's very easygoing, um, the kid, and I can tell that she's going to grow up to be an an extrovert because she's yes. just chill with everything and she's just she sleeps anywhere, she's easy, you know. And I do think, that, and the other kid I think is a bit more um, has a harder time sleeping and all of that. And I can tell already now. Yeah, she's probably going to be an extrovert, and he's probably going to be an introvert. I mean, I'll, we'll It's have to wait to and see, see. but yeah. yeah. Another thing that really spoke to me, and I was curious how that was for you to read about that, because she spends quite some time in the book talking about the difference between cultures. 
Mm. And I, of course, come from an Asian culture. Mm. Even though I grew up in, in the Netherlands, all my roots are back in Indonesia. And um, my parents were born in Indonesia, both of them. So I was the first generation born here. I always grew up um, being told that I should be quiet. Well, not mm. that sounds really harsh, but that it wasn't that harsh. But don't stand out. Don't be too loud. And I think I always thought for us, part of that was because, well, very simply put, my family was very much discriminated when they came to the Netherlands because... Mm. You know, they were outlanders. They were, they looked different. They ate different things because spices weren't a thing back then in the Netherlands. <laughs> and all those, all those changes made that I think my parents grew up very much being aware of how different they were and trying not to stand out, to not mm. be different so they could just, you know, live life. And I always thought that that was the main reason that even though it was never really I don't think it was ever said out loud not to draw attention or something like that. But because of my family, how they are, how they were, I was always a very calm, uh, quiet child. I would bring my books to a restaurant. I would not be one of the kids that runs around through a restaurant. I would sit and read a book and ask for a drink. Or um, my mom once, one of my mom's favorite stories is, going on the train and she had bought a first class ticket because second class was really full and she wanted, it was a long train ride. And she walked in with me. I was very small. And this guy sitting there looked up and you could just see him think like, Oh no, not a child here. Uh. So nice and calm. And then at the end, when he got off the train, he came to my mom and said, this is the quietest, nicest kid I've <laughs> ever encountered because I just mm. sat and read my book. And at some point asked my mom if I could have a drink. And that yeah, that's it. yeah, quiet. So the quiet ones were praised for being quiet exactly. when they yes. were growing up. Yeah. Yeah. So I always thought that that was because of our background mm. and uh, being the first generation somewhere. But now reading this book, she talks a lot about Asian culture as well. And also the miscommunications, like in business deals when mm -hmm. uh, Asian people would be very quiet and maybe European or American people react so differently in certain circumstances and how confusing that can be. But she also talks about the cultural aspect. And it seems that a lot of Asian people are more introverted. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering if when you read that, because for me, that was like, that that's my family. <laughs> I know all these mm. people. This is this is this is my my roots. But how is that for you? Do you remember reading that part at all? Yes. Or, yeah. Yes, I do. I do. And I remember thinking about all the the Americans that I'd met in my travels and, and the <laughs> yes. you know, the extrovert ideal. For me, I really I think a part one of the reasons why the book was so eye-opening and so soothing for me was because I really, growing up, I I really did have this extrovert ideal and I, I thought I was supposed to be less quiet. Yes. <laughs> um, and, and 
Yeah, I think American culture in general, I did feel that also growing up and watching TV shows and, and all of that, having that pressure to be, you have to be the charming one in the room and the one with the, who's always talking and all of that. And in six months after reading the book, I moved to the US and I really yes. felt it. I really felt that I was, that I didn't belong. And that's one of the reasons why it was so difficult for me to, like mentally, I wasn't doing so well uh, when I, when we lived in the US. Um. Yeah, that was partly because of that, because of the extrovert ideal and, and having a hard yeah. time connecting with people on a, on a deeper level, which is um, the opposite of the extrovert ideal in a way. Um, but um, yeah, and I, I, it's interesting because in my family, so on one side, it's more like the quiet and don't draw attention to yourself. And on the other side, it's more, it's Mediterranean, it's being loud and playing music loud and laughing out loud and, and having something funny to say all the time. And, and I'm not, I'm not that <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm the quiet one. And that's what I'm known for in my family in general, being the quiet one. Um, and I did struggle with that a lot, uh, growing up and I still struggle with it. Um, I can imagine, especially if you're, you're the one that's different. I don't know. I'm yes. getting quotations as well here, but yeah, when, most of your family is one way and you're different. Yes. I can imagine that's hard sometimes. Yes, exactly. Both my parents, they, they love to go out. They love to party. Um, my sisters, they're also really, um, yeah, one of them is a funny one. The other one is a quirky one with always so many ideas and things to say. And I'm just the one like, I have a lot of thoughts, but I don't know if any of those are actually interesting for me to speak them out loud. Um but yeah, and obviously there's there's more than just introversion to that. It's also just insecurities and lack of confidence and all these things. Obviously, it's not just we can't blame everything on the introversion, but the context. Yeah, the context. It's not blaming, right? It's explaining. No, exactly. But we can't explain everything with introversion, no, obviously. But there is definitely an element to my struggles growing up that um, have to do with being in an mostly extroverted family yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i think that was also very interesting to read because i i never really given it much thought but she very almost systematically gives you all these examples on how the modern world praises and values extroversion because I don't think I've ever seen, let's say, an ad for a job that says, we really want you to be a loner and work best <laughs> when, when no one talks to you. That's, not, that's usually not a skill that's required, yes. right? Come to work to a, in our slow-paced environments. Exactly. Oh, that would be Where a no good one ad. talks to you and you sit alone in your office all day. <laughs> work from Does home and never, yes. <laughs> never meet your colleagues in person. <laughs> I mean, that happens. We, we don't, companies don't advertise it, but yeah. I'm sure yeah. the jobs are there, but I don't think I've yeah. ever seen it no. described. No, no, no definitely it's not. You have to be able to work well with others. Yeah. Kids are almost never having a desk alone in a school, but it's in blocks of four desks yes. put together. Yeah. And it's always worrisome. Uh, you get called to school as a parent because your child is not playing well mm -hmm. with others. Yeah. Where every sane person, I think, and I'm just going to be very blunt about it, every sane person knows that we're not all the same. Yes. And we need every type of personality yeah. in this world to make this world work. Yeah. And there's... Yet, 
There's lots of studies now that show also that um, a team, for example, if you take their work setting, uh, teams will thrive on diversity because of the of exchange course. of ideas. And it's it sounds log logical, but in some ways, why is the world not that way? Why yeah, are we stuck in those ideas? Yeah. And exactly. We have those norms and those very specific things that we or boxes that we have to fit into. And that's it. And if you don't yeah. fit, then... And you're the weird one. Yes, right? exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. wait, what? You prefer to eat your sandwich under that tree alone and not mm -hmm. come into our busy canteen, cantina and chat with mm -hmm. everyone? That's always yeah. been me at school as well. Mm. I would prefer, like, the quiet. Oh, my God, yes. I have right? nightmares. Like, I can tell you, I remember canteen, like, lunches much mm -hmm. more than I remember playing with with people in school. It's yeah. horrible when you think about it. Like, I just have nightmares about it still, whereas... It's not good. No, it's no. not good. I don't remember playing with my mates in, yeah. in school. Yeah. But yeah, that's a shame. But, yeah. Yeah. So I found that, yeah, it was interesting because, you know, that's it's so easy because that's the way the world has been working. It's been functioning like this for a long time. That it's become accepted as normal while in fact of course it's not yeah i wonder for how long it's been this way though because That's i think true. from what he writes in, about in the book it's very recent still like the extrovert ideal the american way the way that we see extroverts now um mm -hmm. i don't know if it's maybe a century or two centuries old um maybe, there was a yeah. time when poets were you know the top of like a golden Golden people, in a way, I don't know how else to yeah. put it, but, you know, the misunderstood artists um, used to be the ones, obviously, the, the sensitive ones with a lot yeah. of their minds and creating art with their feelings and big emotions and all of that. So just in, I think, in, in the recent years, not years, but decades, most likely. Yeah, it's become more, more and more accepted as normal mm -hmm. to be social and in yeah. constant interaction with others yeah and on social media i remember a couple of years ago when i was posting more and when we didn't have all those videos i realized and a lot of people realized i think that it, whenever you posted a photo of yourself you would have more attention you, there would be more engagement on your post than if you posted a photo of your feet or your book or your yeah. tree or the moment it was better Quoting. To show a little bit of yourself. To, exactly, which yes. is so. I want to swear, but it's really fucked up. Like you can swear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's really fucked up. Like, and it's so self-centered as well. If you think about, it. I mean, it's great. I love to see people's faces on Instagram. Don't get me wrong, but yep. why do we have to make this an algorithm? Yeah. You know. Yep. It is. Yeah. It's setting a standard. That mm -hmm. is not attainable for everyone. Yeah, exactly. And, and it, might, it might make you feel less good about yourself just because that's not who you are. And mm -hmm. that, is, that is a horrible thing to happen. And yeah. I know that, for instance, to, to bring it back to Yost and myself, Yost is like, it was very funny because we had done that test and he knows that I'm reading this book and it's been on his list to read for forever. Um, I think he'll read it now. <laughs> the interesting thing was we went on vacation. We rented a house. Close to our house was another house and people arrived there at the same time. So we're walking back and forth to the car to get our stuff from the car into the house. I see these people. I say hi. I smile. Turn around and walk away. 
Yost goes outside, spends 10 minutes talking to, people. <laughs> yes. to the people there, and then comes back. And he looked at me. He's like, what? Because I was smiling. I said, that's okay, you extrovert. And he's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and I told him, I saw the same people. And I was very polite. And I nodded and I smiled and they smiled back. And that's it. And he said, yeah, but I just, I said, oh, no, it's it's not wrong. I'm not saying, you know, you did anything wrong. I think it's wonderful that you love walking up to strangers and having a 10-minute conversation with them. But that's that's where we are very different. Yeah. He knows so many people in our street. I've lived here since 2005, Ellie, and I know their names. No, I don't. I don't know their names. I know their faces. I know people who have lived here as long as I have, and I will nod. But he will chit chat. Mm -hmm. He goes to walk Jilly, and it takes forever. And I'm just, you know, when I'm walking Jilly, it's me and Jilly, and that's it. Yeah. I'm like, don't look out too much. Yeah. I just look at my dog. That's it. Yeah, that's I love. I love how different we are in that. But that also meant that. And that's described really well in the book as well, is that also meant that we had to find ways to do things. That means that I don't often go with him when he goes to social things that he really loves. And it took us a while to find that rhythm. And for me to also just be able to tell him, like, listen, it just drains me. I just, mm. it's not that I don't like the people, it's just too exhausting yeah. for me to do those things. And Isn't there? I'd, I'd rather no. do those things for you know the things that with my friends when I get to uh, go to a work thing. I'd rather spend my energy on my retreats than go to a dinner mm -hmm. with people who love him and I'm the extra. You know, I'm mm. not saying that they don't like me. But, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's. That's that's been an interesting road because it took a long time for me to be able to say that, to mm -hmm. voice that, to even recognize that. And then also try to not feel guilty about that. You know? Yeah. And yeah. I like how they talked about that, how it's like you give a little bit and you take a little bit. So I do some of the things because I want to spend time with him. Yeah. And I like doing things with him. But they're uh, as... um as an how do you call it a counterweight to that it means i don't do other things because otherwise i couldn't do the things that i wanted to do or had yeah. to do, right it's like this priority forth yes of doing giving what you can give so you can take what you can take something like that does that yeah. make sense yeah i think it's prioritizing based on yes. say you have you have it's like when you're driving a car you have fuel right you can't go anywhere um you can't go everywhere you have to choose how to yes, use your exactly. fuel i guess it's i mean i don't think that's how people use their car because you can always fill it up but this is also a really good metaphor right you can always fill it, it up but but it comes at a cost like whatever you do if you go further out obviously you're gonna have to fill up your car it's gonna cost more. a bit more yeah yep. exactly so very true so yeah it's just about prioritizing a thing I, isn't there a, a chapter at the end of the book, uh, at the end of Quiet, where she talks about how to talk to your partner about... Yeah, yeah. Um, she has very 
good tips for both parents and, and yes. partners. And I think she even has a book, um, a version for teenagers as well. I, I love quite, that. Yeah, it's I think that's because I think that's when you start to find yes. out what you are really, right? Yes, 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 definitely. Like a million times, yes. I remember struggling with that. Like if I had had a book like that when I was a teenager, oh my God, I would, it would have been so much easier to find my, or even at university, it would have, yeah. would have been so much easier to, um, to navigate life I think in general but you know better late than never yeah <laughs> and if I mean, you're an introvert yeah. and you're listening to this and you need yes. some validation and you need to you know more uh, yeah. ways to find your people then you really need to listen to the audiobook or to read the book yeah we'll put the links to the book in the in the description as well I can't recommend it enough. I, it was so good. And I, Ellie did the same thing. Of course, I found out. But I listened to the audiobook, finished <laughs> it, went online and ordered a physical copy <laughs> because I needed to have the book to, to go through to highlight something so I could find them back easily. And also because for some things, I just wanted to have the words on paper. And I know it's it's going to be a book where I'm going to keep coming back to it. I'm going to find new things in it every time. And I actually think that I can not only continue to learn from it for me, but it's actually something that I think I can, it's very useful in my work as well. Yeah. Just having this awareness of how people are different and how important it is to recognize the differences yeah. instead of trying to make everyone this prepackaged same yes. version it, of person that we think is good. Yeah. Exactly. And I think for me over the years, I've also, <clears throat> it's helped me a lot to um, have more compassion for extroverts, I think as well, because, yes. and now especially my friends who are extroverts, because I'm like, yeah, as much as I, I want you to respect that I need my alone time to recharge, I respect that you need your time with people to recharge, which is funny, exactly. but so yeah. it's, it's, it creates like a bridge of understanding pe between people who can, who have just very different ways of functioning and just gaining energy. I think that's very, um, that's very important for us humans. I um, think so. In yeah. an ideal world, we would all understand each other on that level, or at least try very hard yes. and to have compassion for each other and for the way that we, the ways that we, we work, I think, um, Yeah, I think that's why it's also, it's a, it's a great read if you're an introvert because you're going to feel so seen mm -hmm. and understood. Yeah. But it's a great read if you're an extrovert because you will know introverts, whether you know it or yes. not. They yeah. will be around you somewhere yeah. and it'll just, it'll give you such a great insight yeah. into who we as people are. Yeah. And I think in some ways for me also reading the book was very healing because now I kind of stopped thinking that extroverts are bad people because that's that was my that was my experience you know growing up like yeah. and always around me there was always people trying to make me do things that I didn't want to do that I didn't have the energy for that we actually work can work really well together introverts yes. and extroverts we have a lot to learn from each other and teach each other um And I think that's very, that, yeah, that's beautiful if we can embrace that working together yes. and collaborating yeah, you, on a you human can level. give each other yeah. so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it's the combination of all the qualities, I think, that make beautiful things. Yeah. Yeah. Aw, so thank you for the recommendation. Yes, of, of the course. Book. 
I love and to recommend thing like recommend things to people, and then they read it, and then we can talk about it. Thank you, Fadi, for this uh, this conversation. It's always yeah very interesting to yeah yeah hear results. And talking about books is a really cool thing to do as well. So I agree. Oh, let's let's plug it. We have a book club. Mm. I just want to throw it out there. If you're like, oh, I liked listening to Biddy and Ellie talk for more than 45 minutes about one book. <laughs> <laughs> there is something called the Zero Pressure Book Club, which yes. is a book club that I started last year. And I will put the link in the description. And I started it because I love books and I love talking about them. And I wanted to be able to talk to other people. But I'm also not a person who can read a book on command. Yep, For one, same. because I don't like being told what to do with <laughs> my reading habits, because reading is something I do because I love it, mm. not because I have to. But then I thought, so what if we come together regularly and everyone just brings a book that they want to talk about, whether it is because they love it or they hate it or they're frustrated by it or anything in between. And it turned into this really cool group of people that come together and we just talk about books. Everyone talks a little bit about the the book that they brought. Sometimes you don't bring a book and that's fine as well. You can just sit and listen and maybe get inspired for your next read. And I will put the link in the description. And if you're open or interested to joining us, it's free. You can make donations, but it's free. Um, so come and say hi and tell us about a book that you love. Yes. Good idea. Can't wait to hear about all the recommendations. Yes. And adds more books to the hundred plus long list of books to read. To read, yes, same. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Show Up and Surrender. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information about the podcast and about our guests, go to showupandsurrender.com. On our tips page there, you can also find links to anything that we may have mentioned and ways to connect to our guests. We'll be back soon with another episode of Show Up and Surrender. I hope you'll join us.